Welcome to Right Now Workshop Podcast, where you can write a book and change the world. I'm your host, Kitty Buholtz, and this is episode 48, Commitment First, Choose to be True Despite Challenges, an encouraging words episode coming to you on Sunday, April 8th, 2018. Now, you know that most of the time, my encouraging words episodes comes out of something that I've been going through or I've been thinking about in my life because as a writer, and particularly as one who keeps moving all around all the time and feels like she has no real roots in the world, I need a lot of encouragement. And two weeks ago, I went to a church that a bunch of my friends in LA have started attending called Radius. And it's interesting because on the homepage of their website, it says, a church for people convinced church is irrelevant. And they had a really interesting sermon, so much so that A, I can't stop thinking about it, and B, I'm like, I need to hear whether or not all these other sermons are like kind of different like this one and making me think still about it two weeks later. I mean, I figure if I can remember the sermon by the time I'm done with lunch on Sunday, it must have been a good sermon. So the fact that I'm still thinking about it two weeks later, I think says something for either what I needed to hear or um, just the, the interesting things that are being talked about at this church. So what was it about? Well, the sermon, um, the Bible verse that they were referring to had to do with Samuel, the prophet from the Old Testament, who woke up in the night um, hearing someone called his name, and he went to his mentor and said, here I am. And the mentor said, I, I didn't call you, go back to sleep. And this happened three times. And the mentor said, listen, if you hear a voice calling your name again, just say, here I am, Lord, I'm listening. And the sermon kind of went on to talk about how the first thing that Samuel was told to do and the first thing that he did was to obey. And the second thing was to find out what exactly he was supposed to do in his obedience. And I thought that was really interesting because just like the pastor said in the sermon, we tend, I know I tend to be like, okay, what should I do? And then I'll do it. But a lot of times, you know, when he was continuing in the sermon, I'm like, oh yeah, I've done that too. Sometimes we think, okay, I know what I need to do. And now that I know what I need to do, let me think about whether or not I'm still actually willing to do it because maybe it's hard or scary or I don't know how, or I don't know how to begin, or it's so crazy that I think, Could that really be what I'm supposed to be doing right now? And so it was interesting to have this idea of obey first and then, you know, ask what it is that you're supposed to be obeying second. And I can't get it out of my head. And it's really made me feel like I have a place where I can... Okay, so you know I'm moving to Sweden, right? (laughs) And it is coming up very quickly. Um... Let's see, you're listening to this on Sunday. I'm recording it just a few days earlier. In less than a week, I'll actually be in Sweden, which is really exciting and also scary because I'm not done packing yet. Ah, Um, And there's a whole bunch of things on my to-do list. And it's gotten to the point where just today, actually, on this day that I'm recording, which is Wednesday, according to my computer. See, I don't even know what day it is. I'm so crazed. Um, 
So it's gotten to the point where up until today, I was just like, oh my gosh, I'm so far behind. What am I going to do? How am I going to get all this stuff done before my deadline? Now as writers, I know that you totally understand this. Actually, probably as human beings living in a first world country, you understand that crazy drive to hurry up and get it done and meet the deadline and rush. And, um, you know, that maybe other cultures are less so than Americans. I know Americans are quite good at like hurry, 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 and kind of don't stop and smell the roses along the way. But also, I know that a lot of people that I know and I myself, we tend to think that if we put something on our to-do list, it must get done and it must get done in a certain kind of timing. But the fact is, is that when I was writing my to-do list for the next, you know, seven to 10 days, the the last days that I have here in the U.S. to get all the things done that'll get me moved, even even as I was writing things on the list, I was thinking, there's no way, there's no way I can get all this done. And so once again, you know, I'm thinking about this sermon about obedience first, and I'm thinking, okay, so if God knows that I can't get everything done and that I've, you know, kind of got a screw loose thinking that if I just put it on the list, it can get done, then he also knows what I'm actually going to get done and what needs to get done. And that there's a bunch of things that aren't going to get done and that it's going to be okay. I don't know how it will be okay. Maybe something, what seems to be bad will happen. Um, Maybe somebody will get mad at me about something. Maybe I'll lose my place, you know, um, in some sort of a organizational thing because I didn't get something done that was supposed to be done before I moved. Who knows? Who knows? I mean, we can't know the future, but we can know that there is a place at which we are so stressed with how much that we feel that we need to do that we almost can't even think anymore. We almost can't even put two thoughts together in a row anymore. And for me, I figure that my life is going to be much more peaceful if I can just relax and try to figure out if I could if I could know, you know, if I could know what does God want me to do with my life and my talents, and then I could just do it, then everything else would be, you know, pretty irrelevant. All those other things that aren't going to get done would be fine because, you know, I'm living my purpose. I'm living through the reason why I've been created and it would give me more joy and I'd be more relaxed and more peaceful. It's really, really hard to do though, right? And then I started thinking about other places where we have um, used the same idea and we've all accepted, most of us have accepted and embraced it, but we sort of forget that, for instance, when we got married, for everybody who's married, um, and I'm not talking about the part that says, you know, I promise to love and obey, but the fact is, is that in the promises that you make when you get married, You're making a promise about a future that you have no idea what's going to happen, but you're promising to commit that you are going to be committed to this till death do you part. And you have made this commitment having absolutely no idea what's going to happen in your life. Now, I got married when I was 22, and as you may know, I just had my 50th birthday last week. Woohoo! Yay! 
I love birthdays and I really love the ones that start with a big number like 40, 50. So um, I'll have to figure out what interesting, exciting thing I'm going to do when I'm 60. But um, so I've been married for a really long time. If I had known when I was, you know, 21 and got engaged, 22 and got married, the sorts of things that I was committing myself to for the rest of my life, you know, think about all the things that have happened in your life since, if you're married, since you said I do. I mean, if you had known, wouldn't you have possibly paused longer and asked yourself, am I really, am I really going to do this? Uh, maybe um, you're divorced or widowed. Uh Anything, you know, any, any number of things that have happened in your life where, you know, you would possibly be able to say, if I could have known this beforehand, would I still have done it? But this interesting idea about being committed absolutely, choosing to obey no matter what is going on, no matter what happens, no matter how hard it is. You know, if you're traditionally published, there's a point at which you have agreed with the publisher that you are going to meet this deadline for this book. And yeah, things happen and thankfully people give us grace. But for the most part, we have said, I will do this. It will be ready. You know, if you're working at a job and your boss has a project that needs to be done and he's like, it needs to be done by Friday at noon. And you're like, yes, it will be done Friday at noon. You know, there's a certain amount of, well, you know what? I'm not going to lunch with my other friends and coworkers on Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday because I need to make sure that this thing gets done. I'm committed to it. I promise to do it. We have a, a relationship with people above us, you know, like it's a boss-employee relationship where we have chosen to commit to obeying them to a certain degree. You know, we have actually made this sort of commitment so many times in our lives, especially depending on how many jobs you've had. I've made that kind of commitment a lot because I've had a lot of different jobs and I haven't always done a good job. Um, but it's always kind of there in the back of my mind that I've made a commitment. I need to find a way to make this work. And so my encouraging words to you and to me today is we just need to take a deep breath, figure out what it is exactly that we have committed to. Maybe a bunch of those other things are extraneous. Maybe they are not the important thing. Maybe the important thing is to say, I'm here for you. This is tough. We're going to get through it. Or maybe it's, I'm committed to do this thing that I said I would do. Or maybe it's, I'm committed to continue trying hard to be the best person that I can and not give up and not let the world like push me down and make me say, okay, well, at least I'm a better person than those people. I'm just going to give up trying to make myself a better person. You know, at least I'm not that bad. You know, no, we need to think about what sorts of commitments do we really want to look back on in life and say, I did it. I made it you know, that was hard, or that was not at all what I expected, or that was not what I thought I signed up for. But I did it, I made it. And I'm not talking about, you know, doing something that's in any way destructive to you. And you can decide, you know, what sorts of things those might be in your life. But I'm talking about choosing 
to keep your commitments, choosing to obey the things that are true to you, to obey the, the, um, the tenets that you've decided to live by, to be committed, to be um, the person of integrity that you really want to be, that you know you can be, that you already are to some degree. These are things that we can control. And even if I'm not completely packed by the time the movers get here or by the time the plane takes off, like really, how much does it really matter? It will be a problem, but not an insurmountable problem. Not the sort of problem where my husband's going to be mad at me or it's somehow going to negatively impact uh, his new job because Kitty didn't get everything packed in time. That, that That's not going to happen. I mean, sometimes we need to think about really what's the worst that's going to happen here. I'll have a bunch of stuff that gets shoved into the storage unit and I won't be able to take it with me until we come back in six or eight months. You know, I mean, that really is probably the worst thing that's going to happen if it happens, because maybe I will get it done. And it's really funny because just talking to you about this right now, as I'm recording, I'm thinking, yeah, yeah, the worst thing that's going to happen is there's stuff that I meant to take with me that I wanted to have with me over the next six to eight months. And maybe I'll just have to shove it in that storage unit with all the rest of our stuff. And, you know, I'll pick it up in a few months. I actually feel better now (laughs) having had this conversation with you. And maybe there's someone that you want to have a conversation with. Maybe there's someone that the two of you are stressing about, some project that you're working on together, something that's happening in your marriage or family. And you can just say to each other, you know what? Seriously, the worst thing that can happen is this. Maybe that's not great. It's not the end of the world. We're going to get through it. And we will continue to be the people of integrity that we have chosen to be. And we can keep on making that bond inside of ourselves a stronger and stronger bond, that bond to be committed, to be true. And then every year and every day will be a little bit better. And I have a feeling it will impact our writing in wonderful, positive ways. It will absolutely impact our relationships. And for me, as you can just see, it's already impacted my emotional peace and also my spiritual peace. I'm like, okay, yep, I really need to just calm down. It's all going to be okay. But it's important It's important, and that's why I wanted to talk about it today. So think about that idea of if someone were asking you to obey first, and then they were going to tell you what they asked you to, what they wanted you to do. You know, who would you allow to be in that position in your life, and how would you feel about if they said something that you're like, "That's weird. I don't know. Do I want to do that? (laughs) I don't know. It's it's an interesting it's an interesting idea." You know, what if God asked me to do something in Sweden that I'm like, I did not think that's why I was going to Sweden. I don't know if I want to do that. Well, I'll let you know over the next few months if anything like that happens. But in the meantime, remember that episode that I recorded near the beginning of um, of the Right Now Workshop podcast, Today's Box? In today's box, I just need to finish talking to you, go do, do some laundry so I can put that stuff in the suitcase and make some brownies for a goodbye dinner that I'm having with friends tomorrow. That's today's box. Those are the things that I'm committed to. And the rest of it, it's going to come together. It will. Whatever is going on in your life, 
somehow it will either come together or you will find a sense of peace about it. You will find a way to mend a relationship and your writing is almost certainly going to be positively impacted in these ways. I hope this has been encouraging to you. I thank you for listening to me and helping to me, me to be encouraged as well. And I hope you have a super great week. I'll talk to you more later.